And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And now proud to be joined by former Baylor great J.J. Joe. You hear him on the radio. Does a great job analyzing the Bears. And he's a man, much like myself, that enjoys watching a a random bowl game uh, during the holidays as we sit here on, I believe, Wednesday (laughs) the 28th. J.J., are you you watching this Kansas-Arkansas matchup? And and, uh, with huge implications, by the way. For these two six and six programs. Hey Moses, it's good. It's good to visit with you. I thought you had forgotten about me. You know, season ends and I didn't hear from you. But uh, <laughs> uh, hey, not not today. I'm not. I'm actually. I actually had to work today, so I I couldn't cut away and watch uh, the bowl game. But trust me, if I was at home uh, and just hanging out, I, I would flick it on. It would be background noise at least. Yeah. Well, the Razorbacks team you, you used to face on an annual basis, just dialed one up uh, and made a house call. And uh, Matt Landers Uh with a 59-yard receiving touchdown, and it appeared to happen when a Kansas Jayhawk fell down the other night. Now, J.J., please tell me that uh, at that game the other night where the temperatures were about 10 degrees outside, it felt like zero or about two below uh, with the wind chill factor. Did you and John, I'm hearing rumors, that y'all left the the window up, uh, or excuse me, I guess the window down, and, and generally you like to kind of hear the atmosphere, open things so you can kind of see everything really well. Is is Are there truth to these rumors that uh, that you kept the window down during this frigid ball game the other night? Hey, uh, now I know that was a rumor, and uh, I typically would, would respond and give you give you the intel, but I'm not going to do that, uh, Matt. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, hey, the windows. J Mo agreed for the windows to be down, not down. I mean, closed. Like we were in yeah, warmth. Yeah. Normally, J Mo is a guy. No matter what the environment is like, he wants the feel of outdoors. I, I asked him on, I think, the day before the game. Hey, dude, we have to make sure the windows are closed. And he acquiesced. I, I was glad that he did. Well, uh, I tell you, that was a that was a rough one. And I'm sure JJ, for a guy that loves offense like you do, that was difficult to watch and and even talk about. Bears go 0 for 11 on third down. Pretty rare when something like that happens. Did not get anything going in the uh, in the run game. JJ, how much of that game? Did that have to do with the elements? And how much of that had to do with kind of what Coach Aranda said? There just wasn't much juice coming from the offensive side of the ball. What did you, um, now that you've had a little chance to think about it some more, what, what, what did you observe in that game? Well, Mo, it, to me it really looked like it was a continuation of the season. It was just, you know, they, the guys had, what, maybe 20, 25 days off or whatever it was, the break yeah. in the last game, in the bowl game. And and it just looked like it was a continuation. You just don't fix anything in 30 days when you play, you know, 12 ball games. So, they start. you know, it's like most of our games, it seemed like we started out, we were competitive, we kept it close. But, you know, we just couldn't, we couldn't find the button to push when we needed a play to be made. 
And it was the antithesis of, you know, our, our 21 season. It's just, you know, we used up a lot of mojo and we just, man, it just both sides when we needed to make a play, no one could step up and make a play. Or we just made a, a bonehead mistake. And it just, it, you know, once things got going downhill, what I saw, you know, you just, you know, no one stopped the bleeding. And it, that was just mm-hmm. kind of the story of the whole season. Man, it's been a tough one, JJ. And uh, to finish six and seven, and then the 48 hours that included losing that quarterback, Austin Novoside. Uh, JJ, that's a uh, you having committed to the Bears all those years ago. Um, you you know what a quarterback means to a class, and there was a lot made of this kid uh, and, and the impact he was going to have on the 2023 class. To lose someone, especially at the last minute like that, can really have an impact on the psyche of your program. Now, have you been able to move forward and try to find the silver lining? <laughs> I mean, I, I, to me, you have to find somebody in the portal now. And, 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 and the guy you find... He better be someone that comes in and competes with Shapin because obviously Shapin had some struggles this season. What well, first of all, losing Novasad, what do you think that yeah, can that, do to a program? Well, you know, I mean, it, you know, of course, our ranking. I think our ranking fell, you know, quite a bit because they put so much on the QB position, and that's that, and that goes without saying. I mean, that's a very important position, and we we know it. And now, you know, when we lost him. I mean. It, you know, was it surprising to me on the night before? But once you hear Oregon is coming in and they've lost their quarterback, you yeah. know, with the new element of the NIL, um, man, you know, Phil Knight is probably he's probably got a couple of couple of uh, you know kind of Nike stock, you know, put in the family's uh, 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 you know investment account. It's just all <laughs> you know, Katie bar the door, right? <laughs> so, so, but I, I say this. I do know how important it is, but when I came in, Mose, I was so important that I had three other quarterbacks that recruited with me. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that'll tell you something there, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I, it was. It was just bad timing because it happened the day before, and then you know he left, and then we go and we play bad in the bowl game. Shapman didn't play his didn't play great either, but no one played great. So it just sounds. It just seems like it's compounding for us. And I said this all along, Mose. I just think that. Hey, look, I mean, Shapin has to get better. If if Novasai was playing, that that really hurts you for 24-25. If Novasai was under center next season, we'd be back in the Armed Forces Bowl. And I don't think that's the goal of of of, of this program. Interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, uh, and, and isn't, it, isn't it funny, instant gratification, instant, we wanted, everybody wanted Shapin to be the guy we saw in the first half of the uh, of the of the Big Twelve Championship game, it's like, wait a second. Everybody's predicted us to win the conference. It was almost kind of like he was just supposed to roll out there and be great, and and then people were shocked that there were a bunch of peaks and valleys along the way. Um, I, I I wonder where where you think that uh, JJ that uh, that uh, Blake Shapen has the most room to grow because you were very on top of why they chose him uh, because of what he could do in the throw game, uh, his accuracy, his arm. It, it opened up the offense more. Interestingly, what they lost was the, the more of the running quarterback in Gary, Gary Bohannon. 
What do you think Blake has to try to figure out uh, this spring and heading into next season? Well, like, like most quarterbacks, the first thing you can improve on every year is decision-making and understanding. I said this, you know, or like a quarterback learns, especially after that first year of starting. Once you've started for a full year, you've seen everything that a defense will do to you for the next however many years you get to play. Uh, now, it's incumbent on Blake, number one, to get into the video room, to see how defenses defended Baylor, and to be better prepared next year when the game plan comes out of what's the answer. Every defense has an answer, but the quarterbacks who have experience, all of a sudden they know the, they know the answer to the test. They know, oh, if he throws this to me or change to this coverage, this is where the ball goes. To me, sometimes Blake got stuck. He made a few mistakes. He got a little bit. He got a little bit gun shy, and then all of a sudden, he, he was hesitant. And once you become hesitant as a quarterback, you're dead. I mean, and that and that I think that's what happened to him. So I think he gets better at understanding what defenses are doing to him. And then he has to. The next thing he has to clean up his his fundamentals. I mean, his feet were off from his you know kind of his motion sometimes. And I don't want to get technical on here, but you know he's mm-hmm. a baseball guy. You know, and yeah. he grew he grew up throwing the ball side arm, not having his feet and everything lined up. And when you play in Division One football, you know, you can get away with that sometimes. But there's only one or two Pat Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? So you can't you can't consistently get away with that and not make mistakes. As a matter of fact, in that bowl game we saw the mistake. His feet didn't come with him and I think he had um I forgot who he had. I don't know if it's Kelsey John. He had one un- underneath throw. Uh may have been actually a running back. He he airmailed it. He threw it over the running back. They get the pick, and we were threatening the score. That's all fundamental. That's stuff that's correctable to me. If he flips his hips, dumps the ball down, we at least get some points. So he has some stuff to clean up most, but that's no different than any other first-year starting quarterback. And I think he can, but yeah, it, it helps if he has competition. I I just I remember you being – I mean, you were on point from the start. I did not remember thinking <clears throat> J.J. has some things to clean up when you were down there in Aggie land and Grant held you back a little bit from going down and winning that game, uh, we were all like, let J.J. get out there and cook. It is J.J. Joe joining the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas, over the holidays. Uh, here we are Wednesday. And by the way, J.J., this Kansas team, I'm afraid the Big 12 is going to fall to 0-3. Just out there turning oh, no, the ball, ball. Oh, they're turning the ball over like crazy. They're driving it. But they're turning it over, and our old buddy Kendall Bryles is—I mean—he's got the—he's got this thing cooked up, and the Hogs act like they want to be there. I thought—I thought this would be a game where KU would be way into it, and they are, but they're just making all kinds of uh, uh, turnovers and that kind of thing. JJ, I—what do you think about the defensive coordinator? I haven't got to talk to you since that decision was made. That's an interesting one, and even his answers were interesting in the sense that they seem to be wanting somebody who connects with the players. He brought up he, – he, I mean, it, it's almost kind of like scheme and all those things are secondary to someone who can relate to the players better, all that kind of thing. And, and so uh, I, I don't think he really meant to – talk poorly about Ron Roberts, but in him answering those questions, it couldn't help but lead us down the path of saying, okay, for whatever reason, he didn't feel like Ron was connecting 
with these players. Um, what do you what what do you sense and do you, what do you think Dave Aranda is looking for in this next defensive coordinator? You know, so, I mean, sometimes you you know the relationship runs its course, and because you know Ron Roberts got a great job at Auburn. I mean, he's a fantastic defensive coach. Uh, I think that goes without uh, saying. Uh, but I think, you know, Coach Aranda said it the whole season. He had several interviews, with, post-game interviews with me and J-Mo, uh, where he said, you know, he doesn't want – he says, you know, we can't weaponize – and he's talking about players that we can't weaponize poor performance. And he said it multiple times in multiple interviews. Yeah. I mean, I know I remember at least three where he talked about weaponizing poor performance. And so the funny thing about Aranda is he tells you, Mo's, what yeah. he's paying attention to, what he's communicating. And I think the end of the season, you know, you're not going to let a defensive coordinator go with one challenging season. So I think what we see here is that he's saying, look, you know, we, you know, it's not that we can't hold these guys accountable, but, you know, the way you connect to Mo's, the player of the 2020s, is totally different from how you connect to a player and get good, great performance out of a guy a player from the 1990s or the 2000s even. So, and I think he told us, and I think there was probably some challenges on that front. So, I don't worry about X's and O's because you got a Randall there. I mean, I mean, he, had that, he, he sleeps defense. So, you know, we'll, we'll find someone good. All right. Well, hey, by the way, when you first got to Baylor, was uh, Cotton still there or was he – I feel like maybe he, his, um, he retired maybe – around the time you were at Baylor. Was Cotton Davidson still on staff when you first arrived on campus? Man, he sure was, man. And, I, you know, I heard about Coach Davidson's passing uh, last week. And, I, yeah, he was. He was actually the receivers coach. Did a little, he did a few play calls as well. But Davidson was there, I think, uh, a redshirt a year. So he was there four of my five years because okay. uh, he left with Taft. So, yeah, I hate, 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 hate to see Coach Davidson. Uh, pass away, but uh, but I mean he he's a fantastic man and great coach. All right, JJ, uh, great to catch up with you as the Razorbacks continue to drive and are threatening to go up twenty four seven over our beloved oh, wow. Jayhawks. Yeah, and this will be an zero and three start for the uh, for the good. Big Twelve. Yeah, Texas Tech will have to play for our pride. Our big tall pride. And by the way, Joey, uh, you've been—I know you've been busy uh, today. Joey got a big fat contract extension. Joey McGuire. Well, hey. So, mm-hmm. He goes seven and five his first year. Does he recruited well? That's what they needed. They needed a recruit over there, and hey, they may have hit the jackpot with old Joey. All right. Well, we—that's—that's uh, uh, that's certainly the way it looks like. So we're happy for Joey. Good guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, JJ. Well, listen. Have a great, happy New Year to you. Okay. And um, hey, you as I well, hope, Mose. <clears throat> okay. My my New Year's resolution is to have you on even more in 2023. <laughs> all right. Hey, that's a good one, my friend. You have a blessed New Year, man. And take care. All right, same to you. There he goes. J.J. Joe, legendary bear and uh, my former classmate and an all-around great guy joining the Matt Mosley Show.